Hello and welcome, my friends, to today's episode. We have on Miss Brittany. She is a homeschool mom of eight years, but not only does she homeschool, she started her own co-op. So we're going to learn all about what a co-op is, how she juggles that with her family life, and also everything else on her homeschooling journey. So get ready for me to interview Miss Brittany, and we are going to have an amazing show. Hi friends, are you ready to homeschool but you're just not sure how to begin? Do you feel overwhelmed or frustrated with the public school and noticing that your child is constantly struggling or falling behind? Are you ready to say goodbye to that hectic and stressful weekday schedule and embrace a completely different approach? Do you find that your child is exhausted from those long days at school, followed by hours of homework at night? And are you constantly experiencing stress and overwhelm as a result? I'm here to share some great news with you. There is a better way, and it's called homeschooling. Experience quiet and peaceful mornings again. How about instilling a sense of joy and excitement for learning in your child? Witness their true passions unfold as you go on this fulfilling journey together. Welcome to Hooked on Homeschool. I am Dawn Janowitz, a homeschool mom, wife, podcaster, and online course creator. And I want to give you the clarity, the confidence, the freedom, and all the strategies to show you that it is possible to create an amazing homeschool experience that works for both you and your kids. So come on, ladies, let's go from hot mess express to fierce and fun, and let's get hooked on homeschool. Hey, Brittany, how are you today? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks so much for having me on here. You are so welcome. All right, so we are going to get right into it, and we are going to start with the first question. What prompted you to ultimately want to homeschool? Well, funny thing is, is I was homeschooled myself, and I always thought I was never going to homeschool my kids. So when we put my oldest daughter in school, It was actually just kind of just trying it out, seeing how it was going to be, but it just ultimately was not the perfect fit for us. So she kind of regressed in her learning while she was there. And then at the end, we just kind of decided it wasn't the right fit for us. And we pulled her out of public school and we have not returned since then. We haven't looked back. So that's kind of what started us on our journey. That is so awesome to hear. So tell us what exactly wasn't the right fit, wasn't the right thing to leave them in school. Yeah, so she was in kindergarten at the time, and I was just really frustrated because she went in really excited about learning, and um, after some time, she really got defeated in her all of her classes, feeling like she couldn't read, and so she, she just got frustrated with that, and she didn't really like reading anymore, and we always read books, so it was, it was not something that we had done, and she was failing in everything, and she was such a smart girl. And we just couldn't understand in kindergarten why there was such a high premise for her that was causing all of this confusion and frustration. And then ultimately, they would tell me things like, oh, she's talking to her classmates and all this sort of stuff, and she can't stay still. And I'm like, (laughs) she's in kindergarten. (laughs) So a homeschooling kindergarten looks so different than a school kindergarten. So in school, they have to sit there for seven hours a day, right? They have to sit at their desk, get up when everyone gets up, go to lunch when everyone gets up, sit down for lunch when everyone sits down, go in the playground. And sometimes your kid just doesn't want to do that, right? And they're they're also having to do such a strict and structured way. But when they're home, so kindergarten for home looks so different. So what 
in your opinion or in your experience, does kindergarten look like as a homeschool family? Oh, yeah, it does look a lot different. We look at more play-based learning, outdoor activities, reading good books, maybe doing some field trips and fun things like that, and very light math work, learning basic counting skills and putting things together with manipulatives. It's very different. we, We really focus more on that pretend play and nature exploration. We are Charlotte Mason based, so that is kind of part of our our philosophy anyways. But uh, yeah, painting and doing fun stuff. Like you're just... You're having fun. You're enjoying it. Okay. So a couple things. One we want to touch on um, in the intro, when you introduce yourself, you are a second generation homeschool. So I want to ask you about that. And then also this wonderful co-op that you put together, which the Soaring Prep Academy in Orlando, also is that that's also Charlotte Mason based, right? It is. Okay. So first let's talk about your homeschooling journey as a homeschooler. And then we'll talk about what Charlotte Mason is and what is a co-op. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for my own homeschooling journey for my kids, we started out very eclectic and we were just kind of piecemealing things together in the beginning. I knew about the Charlotte Mason method and I, we did something Charlotte Mason in the very beginning, uh, but we hadn't fully immersed ourselves in it yet. And as my kids started getting older, I started noticing that they didn't have that real love for learning because it was just more, I just need to get through my act, my workbook or whatever the case may be. And they just weren't really delving deep into it. And so we started kind of like looking at different research. And I, I found that Charlotte Mason worked really well for my kids, especially some of them have attention deficit disorder. So it was really hard for them to retain information and to get excited about learning because they were so busy. And so we just kind of looking into this, it just fits so well. And the philosophy meant a lot to my family because we do also like to do lots of nature exploration on our own. So it was kind of, it melded really well with our family. And, and so the Charlotte Mason method is basically, you, it's a literature-based program. You're learning through living history and good books. And so you're not just getting a textbook and getting dry information from that. You're learning from people's experiences and, and, and delving into really good literature stories And you kind of base your learning off of those things. So for instance, we're not just giving them, you need to write a paragraph about X, Y, and Z. We're actually saying, hey, why don't you do some copy work from this book? We just read Peter Rabbit. You're going to read Peter Rabbit, and then we're going to write a sentence from there. And then it makes sense to them because they're actually involved in that story and they're writing about it. And so you'll you'll start off those early years with uh, what's called narration where they'll go and they'll just tell you what happened in that Peter Rabbit book and they'll just tell you it. And then you start- So uh, is it kind of like it'll get the kids, your child's imagination kind of going more? Is that the whole purpose behind the Charlotte Mason? Yeah. Well, it's it's not just that. It's, it's, it's actually developing relationships with learning. So right now in like a public school setting, you have to learn. You, you have to get this done. With the Charlotte Mason method, it, learning is a part of life. Learning is in everything. And so it's not actually a chore to learn. It's fun to learn. It's interesting to learn. It's beneficial to learn. And the things that we learn are not just, just, Charlotte Mason calls twaddle. So it's just basic, just random information, junk information that we don't really need. You're learning from a Alice in Wonderland, a really good, beautiful book, you know, and they're going to go through that story and and get involved in it. And then they're going to talk to you about it and tell you what happened. And maybe they, they might do some handicrafts that are related to some of the stuff that she did in there that kind of gives them some feeling of 
oneness with that story, it's different. It's 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 very different. And and so it is not just through literature. She's it's a liberal arts study, so you'll see a lot of the arts, theater, you'll see nature walks and studies, and so you'll go outside instead of just doing regular science. So isn't there like different components? Like you you have the narration, the living books, like the holistic approach. What what are the the different topics? Because this is what your co-op is also based on, right? This philosophy. So the people who join your co-op, they kind of have to do the Charlotte Mason. They want to do the Charlotte Mason. And that's the program that you are doing, correct? So if someone wanted to do Charlotte Mason, but they didn't want to do it at home, so they send their kids, they go with them because I'm assuming co-op, right? The parents yeah. stay there with them. And then everybody's involved. And is it a once a week co-op? We meet twice a week, but you could do one oh, nice. or you can do one or two days a one week. And so, you know, you're going to experience different things depending on the day. But yes, we do share our classes and they will delve into a history topic one period and they might do art another. We do something called math enrichment. That's kind of our thing with our co-op. We don't do like a a math core. So we'll do things like living math. So they will be exploring math topics that are related to life, not just, hey, we're going to learn algebra, but like we might actually learn how to build a business and how to figure out our profits and our losses, things like that. That's so awesome. In some of the homeschool groups, there is actually, you know, you have people who say that sending them off to a co-op or a hybrid school is not homeschooling. And they're like, you might as well just send them to school. Now it... What I like to say about that is what your children are learning at a co-op, and number one, most of the stuff is not even graded. So I don't know how people can, number one, say, if you don't keep your child at home with you 24-7, it's not homeschooling. Because when you send them to public school, that is just a an entire different for lack of a better word, like animal, that is strict, structured. Everybody's learning the same thing for seven hours. Everybody's doing the same thing up and down, in and out. The teacher has to, everyone has to keep certain grades and it's completely different. A co-op is still a form of homeschooling because you're not doing a public or a private school. So it's amazing. And I just read that yesterday that someone thought that, a, and as you as you talk about all these amazing things that you're doing at your co-op, it is not it is not even close to a public school or even a Christian or a private school because they are learning how to learn and loving what they're learning without feeling the pressure of being graded, without feeling the pressure of passing or failing. And also they have their parent there who is also learning with them. And remember, when your kids are young, everything is about mommy, watch me, mommy, look at me, mommy, mommy, mommy. We are their entire world, right? Like every, they want us there. They want us to see them. So when you're at a co-op with your kids, they love that you are there with them and it makes it just so much better of a journey. And so that is so awesome. I've heard of the Charlotte Mason. I I think it is such a, a great approach to learning because you're diving into these subjects. Now, how long do you spend on that subject or that book? Is it like a day? Is it a couple days? Well, what I was going to say is actually our co-op is an extension of their learning at home. So they have a program that they do at home and they come into co-op and then we discuss things. We might do an activity or a project or uh, we might actually do like a lab if it's a science class, things like that. So it really depends on our class. But generally, we have the same class every single week. And then we do new topics every single week on whatever it is that we're working on. If it's history, like our upper level is doing ancient history, 
So they might work on some of the topics that they discuss for the books that they're reading in ancient history, and they might do an activity or something fun throughout the year. And we have things like Bible classes, architecture, you have nature walks each week, we have science classes, we have language learning. So we just, mm-hmm. we kind of like to do those things together. And the nice thing about homeschooling with a co-op is if you're not strong in a certain subject matter, you have somebody else that is. And so you go bring your kids <laughs> into their class mm-hmm. and say, okay, here you go. And then they, they love that, right? Because they're loving that subject matter that they're teaching. And so then your kids get that love for that subject matter. Because like, if I'm begrudgingly teaching a class, my kids are going to feel that, right? So we exactly. like, yeah, so we like to have teachers that are interested in their subject matter go and teach the class so that then they are able to give that love of learning to those kids. So that's kind of the beauty of working with a co-op. Hi, friends. Are you wanting to homeschool, but you just don't even know where to start? If so, I have got some exciting news to share with you. Did you know that I have a free workshop that will help you get started with homeschooling? Plus, I'll give you valuable tips and insights to help guide you along the way. I invite you to visit Hooked on Homeschool, where I'll teach you how to create an amazing homeschool experience right now. Take this first step towards the incredible journey of homeschooling by visiting hookedonhomeschool.com. Okay, so relatively, how many students are in the co-op? Like, what would you guess would be an estimate? Let's see here. We have Would you say 50 or 100? Yeah, we're probably somewhere between 40 and 50 students, maybe more. It's two days a week, so it kind of just depends on the day because we have some that will be on Tuesday, some that will be on both. So I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to give parents like an understanding, like how great a co-op is. Like, think of that 50 students. I mean, it's small. Your kids are able to make friends. They're able to uh, socialize and communicate with other children, but it's only 50 students. Like think of if you were sending your child to a school with only 50 students, think of the education that your child is getting. Think of the, the no anxiety when they go to school, no test taking. So if a mom is sending their child to public school and they're thinking about pulling their child out of public school. Think of doing a co-op because this is such a great idea. It is such a great thing for your child because it's not public school, but you're also not isolating them at home. And then as the mom, you're not feeling like you don't know where to go or what to do because those 50 kids, there's probably 30 moms. Cause of course, you know, we know in the homeschool community, everyone has, you know, two to five, six, 10 kids. And so it's, it's almost like you're getting, you're meeting other moms, your kids are meeting other friends. And so it is such a great alternative to sending your kids to public school. Now I want to touch base. Also, you were also a homeschooled child. I was. <laughs> okay. So, so were you homes? Tell us about your journey. Were you homeschooled the whole time or? I was actually. A few uh, years? I was homeschooled from third grade on through high school. And I did homeschool with a co-op. I'd actually, one of my fondest memories is homeschooling with a co-op. That was where I met my friends and got to do some really cool activities together and had some really interesting classes like One of my classes I learned was economics that my mom probably would not have cared to teach. And it was very interesting. And I got a lot out of it. 
I also, yeah. Well, you formed a co-op. You have a business. You have yeah. the Soaring Prep Academy. <laughs> so yeah, that economics class was actually extremely helpful, right? Yeah. And you were homeschooled and now look what you're doing. You have a business. You're running a business. You also are creating an impact in the world to help other families want to homeschool. So not that I know that you're you're a little old, you're maybe in your 30s. I'm not I'm not quite sure. But so that means your mom would have homeschooled, what, 20 years ago. So what was her reasoning for wanting to homeschool 20 years ago when it wasn't as popular as it is now? Well, when I originally started homeschooling, we lived in New Orleans and the schools there were horrible. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, okay. Just... So your mom was smart. Yeah. She She's like, I'm out. getting you guys out of here. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. And and did you have sisters or, or brothers? I have one brother. Yeah. So he's six and a half years younger than me. So homeschooling with a co-op was very important because he wasn't as much my peer, you know, because we were so far yeah. apart in age. And so it's really great, especially like if you're thinking about it and you have kids that are spread apart or you only have one kid. Co-op's actually a really amazing way to get some community and I highly recommend it. Five stars. Yes. Yes. That is having a co-op is, and, and that's what I think I want to touch on because uh, there's a lot of, should we homeschool? I don't think I could have my kids with me 24 seven, but Ugh. a co-op is really such a great idea to really get your kids involved, get your yourself as a mom involved. Yeah. Okay. So you are now technically a, a working parent that homeschools because you run the co-op and you're also homeschooling and you also have your mom duties, your wife duties. So how would you say is the biggest way that you balance it all or that you juggle it all? Well, I juggle a lot because I also do some, I do website designing and I, you know, I'm also going to be creating a blog soon. So that will be popping up later. But how do I balance it? I think that it's just like me, I am like gung ho. If I am going to be doing something, I will go at it for nine hours out of the day and I'll forget everybody's there. So I have to like tell myself, we're going to plan time and family time. And I put it in my calendar and just say, this is what we're going to do and make sure that that is dedicated. And also make times for breaks because a lot of times, you know, we'll gridlock our calendar with back to back to back to back. And so I'll say, yeah, you know what? <laughs> we can't do this X, Y, and Z thing because that's the time that we're going to take to to just have some peace during the week. Yeah, that's the like that's my highest top thing is find your peace during the week. Find your peace during your homeschooling day because especially when our kids are younger, I used to <laughs> I would homeschool during the morning time and then we would get to right probably right after lunchtime and it would be the peaceful quiet hour and I would say hey we're not going to bother mommy during this time. We're going to sit quietly and do a puzzle or read a book or something quiet. If you want to sit next to mommy, you can sit next to mommy, but you won't be making any noise. If you want to take a nap, this is a great time to take a nap. And we would do that and it would reset our day. And then, you know, start up everything for making dinner and doing all this sort of stuff. But you you need that reset. You know, you'll get wound up. Otherwise, you just keep going, going, going. And unfortunately, where we live in Orlando, there's a lot to look at and do. And so you will gridlock your calendar and not have time or space for anything. 
You definitely have to be mindful of that. So two things that you touched on. Number one, uh, you're a working parent. You're a working homeschooling mom. So a lot of times that is actually kind of beneficial for your kids because what are they noticing? What are they seeing? They're seeing mom work and have work ethic and how to talk to other people. They see you how to manage your calendar, manage your time. So they are actually picking up some probably some entrepreneurial skills. They're learning uh, a lot from you that you don't even probably realize that who knows that as they grow up, they may remember mom able to get all these things done. And then the other thing is the quiet time and the peace time that we need for ourselves. So we have to show our kids that we need that. It's okay to tell your kids, I need a time. I need a break. I need to go get a facial. I need to go get a massage because it also teaches regulation in your children that, Hey, sometimes we have to step away. We have to take a break and you have to take care of yourself. So then when they grow up, they will also see that, Hey, my mom used to take care of herself. She led a busy life. She took care of us, but she also took care of herself. So it sets those boundaries. So there's so many things that kids are learning while they're home, seeing you doing these things, seeing you also able to regulate your time, your schedule, and it helps them create those boundaries and those, those things as well. So that's so awesome. So what advice would you give to a mom who has their kids at public school and now she wants to bring them home, but she is working and she's feeling guilty that, you know, she doesn't know if she could devote that time and energy. In addition to joining a co-op, probably, what are some other tips? What are like two good juicy tips that you would say that, that could really help that mom make that decision? Well, I think that support is going to be at the forefront of that. You really can't homeschool well without support when you're working mom. It's just, it, you just really need someone to be that backbone to help you out because at the end of the day, we're here to educate our children and to make sure they get what they need. And so that there will be some things that fall through the crack if you don't have that support and somebody to kind of come alongside you. So whether that be another working mom that you can flip-flop with, whether it be a spouse, a, a grandparent, or some sort of opportunity for them to be a part of a, a program that maybe is a, gives a, maybe more of a hybrid approach that, that makes it easier for you to do what you need to do when you need to do it, support is 100% on the forefront of that. And I think, too, is really giving grace some things aren't going to get done. <laughs> they will not. Like You're just, right. They're just, just not, not going to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And, and that's kind of the beauty of homeschooling is that we can press rewind and repeat and all that. And we can say, Hey, you know, our homeschooling doesn't look the same. We might, we might not homeschool during the hours that you think we're going to homeschool. We may homeschool all year long, which is what we do. We homeschool all year long. We might, our, our homeschooling might look different. We might go on a field trip and that might be our day instead of day and book learning. So just being flexible and having grace with what homeschooling looks like, it doesn't have to look like a task that you have to check off through the day. So sometimes it's just whatever is going on in your life. And kind of like you were talking about being an entrepreneur, including your kids and that entrepreneurship and showing them what you're doing in your business and having them be involved in it is a way to kind of kill two birds with one stone. You're you know, teaching them how to build their own selves and you're helping your own self. So those sort of things to kind of balance your life and then say no, because you're not going to be able to do all the things if you're working and homeschooling and trying to take care of the house. I have to say, I can't do that. I'm sorry. It's not 
something Create I can your do boundaries. right now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll find a rhythm that works for you. You'll find the flow that works for you and just get them out of public school and then it'll all flow into place. And so that's the biggest thing. Like people think, well, how am I going to do it? It's just like when you first have a baby, you're like, oh my gosh, I have this baby. What do I do with this baby? Well, you love it and everything else will fall into place. So when someone says, well, I don't even know how to homeschool, just start it and everything else will fall into place. You're not going to mess up your child because when someone says, how are they getting ready for the real world? Well, you are the real world. You are living in the real world. The children are seeing what the real world is. When you send them to school, public school, private school or Christian school, when you send them to a school that is structured, they are not living in the real world. They are around their peers. It is a completely different setup and it's, it's, it's not even the same. So we are actually living our kids and having them attend our real world, right? So it's completely yeah. different. Yeah. Homeschooled students actually have usually a better grasp of the real world than you probably think, especially if they, they're well-rounded and they have many opportunities to, I mean, there's just so many opportunities they would have that a, a child in a public school wouldn't, I mean, working during regular hours that kids would be in the school, they might be able to go and do a volunteer opportunity or something that they wouldn't normally. I mean, there's just so many opportunities. So many. Um, there is. Yeah. So if you could share some three like powerful tips, tricks, or hacks that something you love regarding homeschooling, what would that be? I love the flexibility of homeschooling, especially like for travel purposes. That's like everybody's top. So I'm just yes. on the top there. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Another thing that I love about homeschooling is getting to know your child. And I, I, that was one thing I felt like I had our first year, I had my daughter in VPK and then the next year she was in kindergarten. And then, so the following year when we homeschooled her, it was like, I was getting to know my child and getting to know how she was and her personality and how she learned. Like that was really important for me because I was like, oh, wow. Like I'm, I'm getting to know my child more than if they were at a school at eight, seven, eight hours. I wouldn't know about their learning style. I wouldn't know how to help them or any of those sort of things. So I think that's beautiful, being able to get to know your children. And I guess they get to know you too, you know? <laughs> yes, exactly. It it becomes a better balance the, the, the more you're with them and the more you help them and uh, go with the flow of how they want to learn and what their passions and gifts are and what they see fit for how, how they want to do school. It, it's kind of a give and a take, right? It's not really like... You sit here, you do this work, and you learn. You kind of want to teach what your child wants to learn. And that seems like what that Charlotte Mason is. It seems like such a great approach. It's one of the many approaches to homeschooling. There's quite a few, and Charlotte Mason is a pretty popular one. So I'm so glad that you created a co-op that actually dives into that one. I will definitely send people your way if I ever come across someone that wants to do Charlotte Mason or any co-op, because those are really great things. I'll have a link down below in the show notes that if someone wants to check out your co-op, if they live in the Orlando area and want to do Charlotte Mason. So it's a great way for your child to learn and to grow and to be homeschooled, but you don't have to do all the homeschooling all the time. So no. And and we have a great, really awesome enrichment program that we also offer. So we have some people that just come for our enrichment program because we have a theater program, we have dance and we have martial arts. And we're also working on um, a homeschool band. So like we just have like... And, some, and somebody told me that they might be able to do chorus. So I was just like, we just kind of bring people together in, in one spot and trying to do it all one time. So we are a one 
stop shop. <laughs> That's see, that is so great. That is so great. I think that is so awesome because the more and more people are pulling their kids out of school, they need options because not everybody is meant to just sit home with their kids 24 seven and it, it shouldn't have to be that way. So co-ops are such a great opportunity for parents to be with their kids, but also homeschool and do what they like because they could probably take the different classes, whatever interests them. So awesome, Brittany. Well, thank you so much for being on this episode. I'm sure so many people are going to listen to it and really understand now what a co-op is, what Charlotte Mason is, and really understand that maybe that might be a really good thing for their kids to do when they're ready to pull them out of school, or even if they haven't, they've already pulled them out of school, but they're ready to actually join a co-op. So thank you so much. I enjoyed speaking with you. And do you have any last words to share? I want to say that even though we are (laughs) conditioned to think that only certified teachers can teach, anyone can teach. You've been teaching your child since they were born. And so you are empowered. You can teach your children at home. Yes. Oh, those are such empowering words, parting words. So thank you so much, Brittany. Have a great one. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hi, friend. Before you go, I want to thank you for listening. And if you found this podcast helpful, I would truly be grateful if you could just take a moment and leave me a five-star review. Your review will help me improve and reach more listeners who could benefit from homeschooling. Until next time, keep exploring and discovering new ways to make your homeschooling a fun and enjoyable experience. Happy homeschooling.